to Perspectives. Today, my guest is Lindsay Stein, CEO of Today I'm Brave. Lindsay, welcome. Thank you so much. And always a pleasure to chat with you. It's always a pleasure to chat with you too. And you have so much going on right now. <laughs> yeah, it's been a quite a crazy few months in a good way. Well, I mean, you have had a really big career so far. And I guess taking a word from your new company, you did a very brave thing by leaving this big, very visible job as editor of Campaign to become a CEO of Today I'm Brave and uh, during a pandemic, no less. So can you talk before we delve into a little bit about you know, what your new gig entails. Can you talk about uh, making such a big decision and change right now? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, It was definitely a hard decision because I really did love campaign. Um, I loved what we were building there. Um, I loved what like the pillars that I put in place when I joined. Um, But, you know, when this opportunity came up, I just really believed in the mission. And I'm really close to the founder, David Angelo. And uh, he's always just been so inspiring and he's a mentor. And I just was like, you know what? Why not? This is a crazy time right now with the pandemic. And just why not just dive in and try something new and try to do a little more good in the world? So let's let's talk about Today on Brave. Can you tell us a little bit about the organization? Definitely. Um, so when I when I so I joined about a little over two months ago, it'll actually be three months um, next week. So uh, they were founded um uh, in 2016. Um, and the whole like core of it is that youth has always been at their roots, but the mission of Today Brave at that point was more focused on helping like all organizations and all individuals um, to embrace their bravery and unlock that bravery um, within themselves. And since I've joined, we have narrowed down the focus to be very focused on youth. So our um, we are all about empowering today's youth to make the world a better, braver place. And we're dedicated to unlocking that bravery because those young people are our leaders of tomorrow. So we want to help them take on the biggest challenges of today and every day. Um, so that means that we're committed to playing an active and meaningful role in developing these kids, teens, and young adults. And since I've joined, we've put uh, several pillars in place um, around that. So uh, we're building out a three-year plan right now. I think I told you, Katie, earlier, you know, we're still early days in this like new architecture, but um, the three main pillars around diversity, equity, and inclusion, education, and health and wellness. Um, and I could dive more into a little bit about, you know, what we're doing with a few of those later if you want me to. But um, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the new focus. But if you wanted me to say like where our first Brave Act um, began, I can tell you a little about that. Yeah, well, why don't we start there and then talk a little bit about some of the programs that you're you're doing now. So how did it start? How did it begin? So our very first brave act was to inspire children in a community in Sierra Leone that was devastated by civil war and, and the Ebola virus. Both had completely almost wiped out a generation of adults, leaving just so many children to fend for themselves and their siblings. So knowing these hardships, Today and Brave at that time partnered with Shine on Sierra Leone um, and its founder, Tiffany Persons, to create a curriculum around the power of bravery and interdependence for an elementary school in Sierra Leone called Muddy Lotus. So that educational program focused on inspiring one another in the face of adversity, and it really helped those children embrace their unique brave spirit. So a few months after that, Today and Brave received a video from the children telling them how the messages really transformed them. And it's not only that, it really also inspired uh, women who maybe were a little um, 
there's it's a different culture. So some of the women maybe wouldn't like, you know, speak up to men in um, in that village. So it even inspired women to be a little bolder and braver themselves. Um, it, so it really inspired an entire community. Um, so from there, we wound up partnering, and this is obviously before I joined, but we partnered with the Children's Hospital of LA to inspire children who are fighting serious health issues. We introduced brave workshops at some art schools um, in LA. We worked with the Covenant House um, to really focus on LA's homeless youth. Uh, and then a really big one was uh, the Hunter Roost Project, which raised over a million dollars to build roofs for families in Puerto Rico who had lost their homes to Hurricane Maria um, and Irma. So, and then to go back to Sierra Leone, more recently, we went back there and were um, supporting what we called the Brave 63, uh, 63 Brave, and those are orphans who lost their parents to Ebola. So we're going to be providing academic scholarships to those 63 orphans, and we're building our first Brave Library in that community um, right now, too. That's amazing. So how is it supported? Is it is it from donations? Yeah, yep. It's been, um, so for like 100 Roofs, for example, uh, we partner with Heart 9-11. Um, so Heart 9-11 was the uh, organization that we teamed up with to help actually build the uh, the houses um, and the roofs in Puerto Rico. Um, and then Today and Brave uh, raised the money uh, through that. And at that point, it was pre-COVID. So, you know, um, David was telling us that, telling me that we had, they had a big gala and they had like celebrity involvement. Um, so that helped raise a lot of money for that project. Um, and yeah, you know, it's uh, individuals and also um, some brand partnerships uh, and brand sponsors so far. And then we have some other new fundraising um, initiatives coming up in 2021. So you said um, it was before COVID. So, I mean, everything has changed now. And well, that is, you know, obviously goes without saying, but I'm curious, is it difficult to get people to rally around causes right now that don't have to do with COVID? That's a good question. I mean, um, like I said, it's only been three months, so we haven't tried any fundraising um, activations other than actually one that is uh, pretty COVID related. So um, in September, we launched our uh, empathy masks, and it's a, a campaign that we called hashtag I care about you. Um, and that's what it says on the front of the masks. So those masks we launched to help women, children and the LGBTQ community um, with uh, shelter and food during the pandemic. So we partnered with a number of other like shelters and orphanages around the country. Um, and actually one is uh, in Miami, which I know is, you know, where you live, Katie, it's called uh, Lotus House. It's a women's shelter down there. So we gave 50% of the proceeds to those partner shelters. And we're actually launching the next phase of that um, next week. And that's going to be, we're, now it's time we're saying to turn this empathy mask campaign into an empathy movement. And the whole point is like, let's show about, show the world that we care about one another. And it's really simple, wear a mask, because when we do something that shows that we're thinking about others, that makes the difference. And the masks come in two packs. So the whole point is wear one, share one. Um, and we are partnering with a national, uh, well-known nonprofit. I'm just not going to say which one it is yet because we haven't officially launched it yet. Mm -hmm. um, but that one is all, all, all focused on children, of course, because that's what our, uh, our core is. Um, so the whole point is we're asking people to buy these masks. We're at, you know asking organizations to buy these masks because... If we're protecting each other and we're also helping raise money for the next generation, that's the whole thing. So it's basically let's protect our loved ones, our friends, our colleagues, our neighbors. Let's do it to, to make the world a better, braver place. But let's also do it for the children. So um, that is our next push. So, it's, but to go back to your question, I mean, I think it's hard in in general to get through any 
clutter, uh, any, any like news that's not COVID related, even when I was at campaign, um, you know, it was COVID news all the time for the first couple of months. Uh, so whether it's, you know, I think right now it still is very COVID focused. Um, but yeah, I haven't tried any fundraising outside of that. So I'm, I guess we'll see what happens uh, in 2021. For so many reasons, right, as we're leading up to a presidential election. Um, so if people want to get those masks, where do they go? So um, we are making the website live on the homepage um, probably the end of this week, early next week when it launches. But uh, so it's sayimbrave.org and it'll be on the main page. Um, you'll see it on the homepage and then you can click it to get to the microsite. Um, and we'll explain, uh, you know, where the money's going. Um, and it's a, it's a really pretty site and I'm really excited. And, and the whole thing is we're asking people to take a picture of themselves wearing the masks and post it on social and tag today and brave and put hashtag I care about you. And we have a really beautiful collage already because it really is like we are getting an overwhelming response. And it's just so amazing to see people wearing these masks and sharing them and showing each other they care. And it's just it, every time I get a text from somebody like a friend or a family member, or even someone on social I don't know, messaging me wearing the mask, I just it makes me so happy. It's a great concept. It really is a great concept. And before I ask my next question, I just have to say one thing. I love hearing that it's the Lotus House that you support. My two best friends and I, my friends Kim and Virginia, we uh, five years ago created a fundraiser called Diamonds and Diapers that we have done every year for the Lotus House to raise diapers because that is the thing that they still need the most of. So um, I'm so happy to hear that's that's who you're supporting down here. Oh, yeah, they've been great. I mean, such a great organization. So that is such a small world. I love that. Yeah, I know. It's terrific. So before we move on, why don't you, are there a few other things um, that are coming up that you'd like to talk about projects that the organization's planning on? Um, yeah, I could tease some stuff because um, it'll all come out. Tease some first. stuff. I'll tease it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one thing for sure that I'm actually, I'm super excited about, um, we're having a Brave Camp that we're launching uh, next August. So um, that is all being, like the details are being worked out. It's definitely next August. And um, the whole point of that is that the fact that we believe that being outdoors and getting that opportunity to be with a group of your peers um, and really just learning from one another is just amazing. And especially for, you know, so many kids can't afford to go to those summer camps. And um, we want to give a uh, hundred underprivileged middle school kids the chance to attend this camp. Um, it's in Portola, uh, California. And we're partnering with Sierra Nevada Journeys, which is another nonprofit that owns the camp. Um, and yeah, we're going to have a whole brave curriculum around that. So it's going to be like each day I'll have a focus like bravery is you. Bravery is about togetherness. Bravery is about focus. And maybe on that day we do like archery and yoga. And then, um, you know, so we're building up that curriculum right now. And I'm super excited about that. And that'll be about it's five days, six, uh, five or six days um, that we're definitely going. And so that'll be a fundraiser we'll be launching next year. Um, and, and we'll have like guest speakers come in and hopefully some celebrities come in and just really make this camp like kick ass and amazing for these kids and really help them unlock their own bravery, especially middle school, such a, such a tough age. Like I remember like, God, yeah, yeah it's, it's really, really hard. <laughs> um, but imagine also, you know, being a uh, part of an underserved community and, um, maybe not getting the type of mentorship that you, you know, really need and deserve. So we're, we're just so, I'm so excited about that. I know uh, everyone on my team is really pumped. And then another thing we're doing, um, is called brave week. And that's in partnership with the Los Angeles, Los Angeles County high school of the arts. Um, 
And that's going to be a, a focus on DE&I. And that, the details are still being a bit worked out on that. Um, but we are going to have something called the Brave Unity Grant, which is going to help uh, students with their education post um, high school. Uh, but the, yeah, but that week is all about DE&I. And we have some um, celebrities who are going to be part of that and help with fundraising for that. So that's exciting. And that'll be in March. Um, so yeah, those are two things coming up. And then we are still working out the details of our health and wellness activation for next year. Um, but Katie, like you said, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, without having some of this in-person like galas and events, what's going to happen, but we'll see what happens in the next, uh, you know, <laughs> next few months. Yeah. It's, it's new for a lot of people. Well, you mentioned the virtualness, I mean, um, you mentioned being outside and outdoors and you are a very outdoorsy person and very active. I see you, your Instagram pictures all over the place, doing stuff and being busy. I would assume that is one of the ways that you've been staying sane through this crazy time. But can you talk a little bit about how you're staying sane? Is it being outdoors? Is it, is it other stuff too? Am I staying sane? No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, gosh, I would go on so many walks around the city, um, even during like peak COVID, you know, like the, it was like a dead zone here. It was so quiet and so desolate. But I, like, I think I got to know a lot more of the city than ever because that's the only thing you know, to do. So just going out and walking all around lower Manhattan and all the way, like walking across the Brooklyn bridge, um, and just really exploring, uh, some days I would spend the entire, you know, Saturday or Sunday, literally walking around the city, um, walking around central park, just, you know, just kind of getting outside. Um, and yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, obviously just trying to keep in touch with friends and family, um, has been really important. I think like these times just make you really put the things that are important to you in perspective. So I've been really trying to keep in touch more with friends and family that maybe you kind of let that go by the wayside because of like travel and work and all these things. So really just trying to keep in contact and um, also trying to do more things like self care things I think are so important, like whether it's yoga or um, wearing a sheet mask on your face just to relax <laughs> or whatever it is, um, you know, just something like that, uh, spending more time to um, on self-love and self-care, I think has also been really key during these crazy, crazy months. Oh, I totally agree with you. And when I think also there's this, just this underlying stress that everybody is feeling and um, doing things to acknowledge that and try to relax from there is a really smart thing to do as you're trying to go on with your days and not, not fall apart. Yep. And actually, I love that you said that because we actually did a takeover. We're doing a takeover every month um, on our on our Instagram where we're having either one of our brave ambassadors or um, an influencer who, you know, is really passionate about today and brave come and just take over for the day on a topic that's uh, important to them, but also relevant to us. So we had um, Nakia Phoenix is um, like a holistic health and wellness guru. She's a meditation and Reiki master. She's amazing. She's one of our brave ambassadors. She took over. Um, the week before last and was just amazing. She did a whole day of stress and anxiety talks and like tips and tricks and what she does to, um, you know, just try to keep calm and keep sane and, uh, relax. And she, you know, did her affirmations. She, she did yoga throughout the day. We did a Q and a, um, and we're working out the details on 
uh, the next one um, for November, which I'm super excited about. And I think it's going to be focused on music. So I'll keep you updated on that. But um, but yeah, just managing that stress and anxiety. I love that that was the topic because like you said, everyone needs those tips and tricks. It was super helpful even like for myself. Well, do you remember one that you could share with us? Oh man, I think one of the biggest ones was um, that, you know, if, if you're trying to meditate, it doesn't have to be for like an hour a day. It could literally be five minutes. I'm uh, just taking that time out like five minutes at some point during the day and just focus, like focusing on your breathing or focusing on, um, you know, just trying not to think about anything. Um, and she also read the Reiki principles and I don't want to get them wrong, but I have them written down from her and I had her text me after, um, we did a, a Q and A and her, um, the Reiki principles were just so amazing. Cause it was like, uh, oh my gosh, I don't want to ruin it. So I want to say, it. but it's like today I will not do this or today I won't do this. It was basically just, it's more about not being so hard on yourself. So I just love that so much. I'd tell everyone to go look up the Reiki principles and it really, like, is they're amazing. And, you know, I've found, um, I have tried to meditate so many different times and I have a friend who became a meditation teacher and I, I can't do that, but I've tried, but, but, but I find that, you know, maybe the next best thing is to find for you, whatever it is where you're just sitting still, not on your phone, not doing anything, um, if I say what mine is, I don't know, it, it'll sound bad, but it's floating in my pool. I just like to look at the clouds and I realize that is a very, uh, very pampered thing to say. But wh whatever you're doing, you know, if you just take a little time for yourself that uh, every day that can really help focus and and center you. No, totally. So you mentioned walking around New York and learning so many things about New York and this time, in many ways, has been really hard on the city. And people who aren't there are looking in and thinking it's even you know worse than it is, I think. Trump called it a ghost town during the presidential debate last week. And then the next morning, the internet was flooded with ghostbuster memes and, and you know, people in New York totally protesting that and, you know, being like, come on. But what, what are your feelings on New York right now? I am really happy to see it actually coming more and more to life. Like for, for anyone who was here actually, you know, in March and in April and even in May, it, it was that ghost town. Um, and yeah, it was just, uh, it was really sad to see that. Uh, cause I've been here a little over 10 years and it just, it was, it's crazy. I have so many photos that, you know, will show the generations and generations, um, after us just of, you know, all these streets being completely empty on like Friday or Saturday, but now, I mean, it's great to see restaurants like booming and of course, like six feet apart and everything like that and temperature checks. And, you know, I, I feel like I honestly am really um, proud of New Yorkers. Like everyone's still wearing masks all the time. And, you know, I rarely, rarely see anyone not wearing a mask walking on the sidewalk. Um, but seeing restaurants come back to life, seeing the really awesome outdoor um little cabana things that they're building. And I, I saw one yesterday that had like things that look like little igloos. They were like these snow globe type things, um, which are really cute and heat lamps are out. So I think, you know, people are just so excited to have some like life back in the city. Um, and it's 25% capacity for indoor dining. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really proud of New York and I don't feel like it's a ghost town anymore. And you're definitely seeing it come back to life a bit. And New Yorkers are survivors. 
and adapters and things are different, but they they go on. I can't wait to get back. I I haven't been to New York now since the beginning of March. And I usually go there several times a month and I miss it desperately. So I really can't wait to get back. Oh my God, I can't wait for you to get back too. <laughs> I know, I miss you too, by the way. So. <laughs> I know, we have to have some good wine here. So yes. <laughs> get your butt up here. <laughs> yes, yes. So in the meantime, is there one piece of advice that is getting you through your life and your career that you can share with us? Oh man, I feel like it changes from day to day, day, honestly. Fair enough. Um, You know, because I think like if you were to ask me that maybe two weeks ago or last week, I would have said something like, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. I think this week my like mantra would be just that it's so important to surround yourself with people who are good for your soul and good for your heart and good for your mind. Um, And just that, that, you know, because that energy, you feed off of each other's energy. So I, I really am trying just you know, surround myself with positive energy and positive people. That's a great one. Well, you have positive energy and it's been wonderful for you to share it with us for for this bit of time. So thank you so much, Lindsay. Thank you, Katie. And I really hope we get to get that wine soon. Me too. And thank you. Thank you.